Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Marisa Anderson is a gifted musician who hails from Sonoma, California, but currently calls Portland, Oregon home. Though somewhat under the radar, Anderson is renowned as one of the finest guitarists in the world. Emerging as a lively interpreter of Delta Blues and Appalachian folk music, Anderson has been embraced by free and improvised music aficionados for the history of guitar styles and folklore, which she is so obviously steeped in. Her latest album is called Cloud Corner, and was released via Thrill Jockey Records on June 15th, 2018, which has prompted Anderson to tour the world. After her recent stop at the Transac Club in Toronto as part of the relaunched Invocation concert series, Marisa and I had a short late-night conversation reflecting upon her last appearance on this show on episode 296, shortly after the 2016 U.S. presidential election, her new record, Cloud Corner, her perspective on the state of the United States of America, and much more. With in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, and Planet of Sound locations in Ottawa and Toronto, and of course, listeners like you who subscribe to this podcast, download episodes, and make flexible monthly pledges at patreon.com slash Control. This is the 405th episode of Creative Control, featuring Marisa Anderson with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Marisa, how are you? I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you are freshly off the stage here at the Transac in Toronto. We're in the green room. It's brown. Well, it's a brown room. Yes, you're right. And there's but there's bright like Hollywood dressing room lights. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, it's pretty glamorous. It's nice. It's nice and glamorous. And how how did you yeah. feel on stage? On stage, I was playing on the floor. You were on the so floor. I, yeah. I felt glamorous. 
Did you feel like you, you, you got your show across the way you wanted it to? For you the wanted, most yeah, part, yeah. you know, it, it's a new record and it's new songs. They are new songs. And for me, like when I record songs, it's the, it's the first time that I've played them often. Really? And then, yeah, the, most of the records are, are improvised. Oh, right. Then to learn them, to put them across, I have to like go back and sometimes I have to transpose them or I have to like really work on them. And so playing them in front of people in the beginning stages is never comfortable. Right. But some of the songs are really, I feel better. And then other ones, I'm just like, well, here we go. Jump off a cliff. But it, I mean, on some level, do you have not have more freedom? If you've if you've recorded an improvised piece and now you're bringing it to people, I mean, in some ways, some people would think, "Hey, there's no rules. You it's can do true. whatever you want." It's true, and for some pieces that's true, and for other pieces they just don't work that way. <laughs> you know, it's like some of the pieces require like a note by note redo from yeah. that specific improvisation, and other ones are like, "Oh, that was the feeling you were going for. Go for that again." Right. You're really just different. you're trying to go for that feeling, but well, yeah. I think we. We talked about this rather extensively the last time you were on the show about how we, you and I seem to agree that we don't believe in the archive as the definitive version of a song. Yes, no. Like the recording, uh, a record isn't anything. It's just a moment in time. Exactly. And so everything after that is has no relation to that. Yes. Right. So you're still adhere to that. I Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Living in the moment. Living in the moment. They're not books. They're not written down, yeah. you know. They're yeah. made and they're, it's time-based. Now, your last record had a conceptual framework. Uh, There was this invisible film, or not invisible. It was a film that exists in your head only. Um, And it's the soundtrack and the score for the film that no one will ever see except for you, right? Right. Right. Is there a concept to Cloud Corner, per se? No, there wasn't a concept for this one. And and that felt good, although it also felt like a little bit of a free fall. Because when you make something out of nothing... Mm -hmm which is what sounds are. Um, <laughs> yes. You're just like, well, where's the boundary? You know, like I feel like with songs that have lyrics, the st- there, there's by necessity of lyric, there's a structure. Yeah. And structure creates a boundary within which you work. You know, it's a framework. Instrumental music, when it's, you know, more or less improvised, well, that can be anything. Yes. Literally anything. And so... Often I have created these frameworks in order to f- to find, you know, which sort of space I want to work. And then this one, I didn't do that. I, I did in terms of the sonics. I knew that I wanted it to be a lighter record sonically mm-hmm. with, you know, a lot more reverb, these like long decays of notes. Um, I wanted the, the actual sounds to be kind of transparent, um, if we can talk visually about sound. Those were that's those were my starting points. Okay. But compositionally, nothing. I had no preconceived right ideas about it. And does this record? It sounds to me like it marks a departure. Are there other instruments on this record or anything? There are. I yeah. play. So I play the guitar, and um, I play the requinto jarocho, which is a four and sometimes five stringed instrument from the state of Veracruz in Mexico. Oh, okay. And I play the charango, which is Bolivian or an Andean music. Andean really but I got that one I got from a friend who went to Bolivia um I play the Wurlitzer electric piano on this record um I think those are the four so you play everything yeah it's still all you yeah yeah okay totally but you you didn't want to bring people in do you do you ever collaborate with people I have and I do and I will but no (laughs) 
<laughs> why why is that exactly do you figure I, um well i mean, I mean you, I, you you're know, teaching yourself how to play these things and i assume on yeah, some level y- y- well yeah sure yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i like to play with other people when i make my records i am way too much like like i know exactly like this is right and this is not right mm-hmm. and i don't really want to either try to explain that defend that or compromise that and and i feel like it's just very much part of my process yeah to build these songs in, in a, just like an extremely intuitive and very personal way yeah and then once they're made i would be happy to bring in other people to sort of flesh out the performance of them but the making of them is a in, totally solo endeavor I know you have this rebellious streak within you. You alluded to it on stage. You just alluded to it, right? Like you, you know what you want and you know how you want it to be presented to people. Yeah. Do, do you, I can't remember. Do we ever talk about this? Do you have a sense of where that, that comes from? That, that sense right. of knowing yourself enough to know that what you want is, is ultimately what needs to go out there. Other people's external, uh, or external, um, considerations, I suppose, aren't really something you're interested in as much. That's a really good question. I never, I've never thought about it, but what immediately came up for me as like, just like you asked the question and what came up for me was like being a queer kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like very early on, like I, I knew I was queer from when I was like four years old, you know, and I grew up in the seventies. It wasn't like, you know, there was no like in a small town, Mm -hmm. you know, it was no positive spaces and, and my early experiences were pretty traumatic um you were in sonoma california at this time yeah yeah so that's what came up for me when when you asked the question is like i learned early on to trust myself trust yourself you you realized you had to be self-reliant and i realized that i was alone you felt alienated uh i realized i was alone you realized you were alone is that a better way of putting it okay yeah you you didn't feel alienated necessarily i don't know i don't don't know you don't know yeah. Well, you, I bring it up because you have written at least one song that, and you talk about it. You talk about it on stage. You have this song about uh, where you discuss this notion of alien, yeah, and what it might mean. Um, and when you say when where, when you grew up, it meant someone from outer space, but it also meant uh, illegal immigrants so, or not not necessarily illegal. Oh, but just, just immigrants generally. Yeah, like yeah. It, we use the word alien, right? Resident alien. Yes, that's my right. mother. That's my mother true. is a resident alien. Right. So I, just the way you bristled a little bit at, at that word when I said alienation just brought me back to that, that I, notion. You have a real conflict with I that think term. That, I think there's a difference between um, a feeling of aloneness or a feeling of alienation, right? Like alienation is, um, well, I've been, you know what I've been thinking about? And I can't remember if this was a, something I read or something that someone talked to me about, but I've been thinking a lot about the difference between invisible and unnoticed, Right. Oh, yeah. We talk about invisibility, like all these people are invisible. And in fact, they're not. They're they're living full lives. Whoever, you know, unnoticed, it puts the it puts the the burden of perception right on on the one who's not seeing Mm -hmm. rather than on the one who's not seen. Not being seen. And I feel like maybe the difference between alone and alien is a similar. There might be a similar. That's a good point. Yeah. And I appreciate the clarification there. That That is a very good point. Okay. Well, we talked about the fact that uh, the last record had this conceptual framework, and you say this new one doesn't. Do you have a sense of what might have inspired the music on Cloud Corner, per se? 
Because I will say the last time we spoke, it was days after the American election, and we talked about where we thought things might go. It was so fresh after the election that we were still processing the result. At the time, in fact, the results were in dispute in a state-by-state case. Like People were disputing Mm -hmm. votes and things like that. And uh, as I recall, we were both in the midst of this despair, but ultimately hoping that, uh, ultimately hopeful. And so I bring this up because, and I think at the end of it, I said, are you, do you know what you're going to do next? And you said you didn't know, but you seemed quite impacted by what was going on in your country. Um, And so I wonder going into this record, I imagine a lot of that is in there somewhere, maybe, but there's probably other things too. So that's why I bring it up. I started recording this record in January of 2017. So uh, Trump was sworn in late January 2017. I started recording the record kind of before that. Um, And so for sure, the sort of impending what the fuck is going to happen was there. It was there. It was there for sure. And and also just a grief. Yeah. A grief, a deep grief for um yeah, how how it turned out and how in that moment how, what my expectations, you know. That's how you started recording the record. Yeah, I would say in that in that mode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the record was born of 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 grief, but also you know, not not wanting to um, succumb to that. And, you know, that's not that grief is not pessimism. No, I think there's resolve there, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sort of like stealing. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why a lot of the songs and when we talk about them, you know, on stage, it's like this is about the long view. This is about the horizon. This is about like seeing past the day to day, you know, hmm. um, because I think that's the moment that we're in. Uh yeah, I just I, I I wanted to check in with you among uh, you know other reasons like I I love talking about your music and whatnot, but just knowing how deeply impacted you were, um, and you know you're not alone in terms no. of your feeling there obviously. Uh, and in fact, I'm less impacted than many people yes. that I care about. Yeah, yeah. So I I kind of just wanted to see where you were at with it. Uh, you alluded to the fact that as you and I are speaking today, they were. Uh, what six hundred protests across at least at yeah, least six hundred protests least. involving hundreds of thousands of people uh, in support of immigrant rights and against uh, uh, the Trump administration's policies and and ICE and and things yeah. like that. Um, was it hard for you to be away? Today? Yeah, it's been a little. You know, I've been really checking in on the Portland news because they've you know shut down the ICE office in Portland for the last couple of weeks. And yeah. I, I went to the first day of that protest and. Like there was just going to be a rally, and from that rally grew this occupation, which has now grown to be like hundreds of people, I think. And so, yeah, it's been hard to to not be able to show up. But I also feel like everyone has a different role, and if I can say something on stage or if I can say something, you know, in this forum, like yeah. that's important to do. I have a platform, and and I, you know, I appreciate that I get to speak so what kinds of things specifically are you saying on stage i know people who hear this are are gonna uh, see you and 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 that's fair and i I don't want you to divulge too much but i'm just curious 
what the sentiments are that you're trying to express. Well, because you just saw me play. So I, <laughs> I saw you play, and you alluded to the protest today, so yeah. I know about that. And and I talk about, you know, the alien. That's the right. Dis- disconnect with that word. Um, and you talk about um, when you played... So bread and roses is that what you played? I played bread and roses. Yeah, yeah. you talked about the union. I talked uh, about well, I talked about you know workers' the, rights. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. all of this is still in the. These are all things that you're alluding to the fact that in in some cases these things occurred hundred years ago. Yeah, but they still resonate today. They're still present yeah. today. Yeah. So what? I I know this is these are big questions, and I don't expect you to have easy answers, but like. As an American, like what what's going on? Why 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 don't you? Why are, and I mean we're related to this too. Like we're not learning from mistakes. I'm just curious. Let me speak for all Americans. Well, speak for yourself, <laughs> because I think you're bringing these issues up. Yeah, I as know. an American, you know it's very interesting. Um, I'm first generation. My mom is an immigrant. My dad is from is well on one side he's from settler stock, and on the other side his his grandfather was what we would now call an illegal alien. He jumped ship from the Norwegian army. So I come, and, and my mom's family, um, my mom grew up, she's Dutch, and she grew up in Suriname, so she, as a, um, you know, was colonial. So she grew up yeah. in a colonial society and then immigrated to the States. So so as an American, right, like I, I come from, like, every single part of what people talk about when they talk about as an American, right? Like I have like right. a parent who's an immigrant, a parent who's a colonist, a parent who comes from, like, Oregon Trail like so and I think about that and I think about okay well my mom is like a she's like one of the good immigrants right she's she's had no problem because of like all the obvious privileges you know skin privilege and class privilege um and I I think about sort of my own place in this really complicated story that we call the United States um and I don't think I can speak beyond just, you know, like the exploration of those feelings and that identity within this context that's, you know, sort mm. of throwing garbage words around, you know. Well, I know you're uh, something of a folklorist, if that's a term. Oh, God, I don't think I'm educated enough to call myself that. But you're interested in folklore. Yes. And you study it on some level. Yeah, I like to read about it. I like to learn origins of yeah. songs, and I like to learn about how song stories connect to real events and or to each other and, and how they change as they go along. Well, you mentioned some of the, we were just talked about the protests today. Uh, some of this music um, that you're, we've just been alluding to was outspoken. Um, I can't, in your study, do you have any sense of how much efficacy that kind of cultural work had on actual policies or movements do you know what i mean like i'm not sure i follow the question well i there's this thing that has come into my field of vision where i feel like progressives are very good at putting forth uh really cool ideas in culture in music in film maybe in, in poetry and in journalism but somehow i these days i wonder how much efficacy that has when the people in power just ignore it mm. and and they just have the power like we i read a lot of news and it did feel it always even up to the election i will say your election it kind of felt like things were going to be okay mm. and then it wasn't okay <laughs> and ever since then 
we've just constantly been teased with this notion of it will be okay because these guys are terrible people and they're not going to get away with this. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And we talk about it and we, some people sing about it and and whatnot, but I'm starting to worry, get more, I'm getting more anxious (laughs) about it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Because I, we talked about this the last time too. We both live in bubbles. Yeah. And the people in power don't care about our bubbles. They just... They don't care about our bubbles, but the power in that is that they don't notice our bubbles. Hmm. And that bubble can grow hmm. because it's unnoticed. You know, and that's maybe goes back to that mm-hmm. unnoticed invisible thing yeah. where something that is unnoticed can really grow underground. Um, I was reading Rebecca Solnit earlier today and um you know she writes sometimes a lot about the the arab spring you know yeah, and yeah. i think that's a really good example of yeah. of something that was there it was it was not it was it was only invisible to the people in power there was this vast like sort of potential energy that needed one or two events to just ignite something that transformed the the world right now yeah. you know um and so i i think in some ways, it's not relevant whether the people in power notice or not. And in fact, when they don't notice, they actually hand over some of that power. Hmm. That's interesting. So if everyone were to descend on Washington. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> everyone in the world, or everyone in the world, everyone in America who cared about this yeah. were to descend into Washington, let's just say, you think that would have real that would be a real impactful thing. No, I oh. don't. I think that <laughs> okay. at that point it would be like fucking Tian- Tiananmen Square. <laughs> right. You can, um, you can curse if you want. I'm sorry. I don't know the rules in Canadian radio. <laughs> well, it's not a radio. It's a podcast. So oh, you, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, There's no know. rules. So there's oh, no good. Rules, I kept really. thinking like, oh, it's the seven words I can't say. It's late. If I, if I broadcast this on my radio show version, I'll just take... You just bleep it out, I'll yeah. bleep it all out, yeah. No, I, I do think that if, if quote unquote, everyone were to show up in Washington, there would be like some massive standoff that would end up super ugly. And I also don't think it's important to descend on Washington at all. Hmm. I don't care about Washington. The protests that occurred I, today were all over the country. They were right? all over the country. Yeah. They were in little towns. There were 200 people showing up in like a rural town in a red state, you know? Yeah. And to me, that is so much more important, you know? I think we might have talked about this so last time about local organizing. You did, we did. And you said, you know, the places to really uh, make your mark are at city council and things yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Local and I level. still I still agree with that because yeah. it's on the 
the like town, city, county, and state level that the legislative policies can be resisted by people who are in the whatever various versions of administration are, you know, just because the federal administration is this one thing. The federal administration is only that, you know, and, and, and I think, I think there's all kinds of resistance, but in terms of um, like administrative or bureaucratic resistance that, that needs to happen on the local level. And for that reason, small protests in small places make a bigger impact because that might turn the city council, which in turn might, you know, sure. Enact a policy that whatever it, Washington, like, yeah, sure. It, it's great PR for, and it's like a morale boost, but no, no policy is going to change because however many people march in Washington, no, that's not going to change anything. Right. It's, which isn't to say don't go there. It's but don't go to, uh, you're not but saying don't only do that. Don't only go to protests, actually get involved on a political Everybody level. has a different yeah. thing that they can do, you know? Some yeah. people, what they have is their body on the line. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, not, I'm not one to say who should do what. Yeah. No, I, 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 I hear you there as well. You, you travel around. Have you, know, have you talked to people in different cities, like, uh, particularly like abroad, like when you're talking to Canadians well, about yeah. this? Yeah, abroad people are just like, what you just said what's going on and like right after the trump election it was like just like what you know and so what do you say what do you say when people ask you this like i mean i mean i kind of just agree i'm just like yeah what what is going on like i don't have an answer for that yeah you know i don't know we don't know so how are you doing with it as just a person i've talked to you about it as uh, in terms of you being a performer and a musician but how are you it's depressing but i also live a nice life and i try to balance these things you know um yeah it's it's overwhelming to it's overwhelming to like read the news every day and i can't not read the news every day yeah you know yeah so have you written anything since cloud corner have you written anything i'm working on some stuff yeah but um it's it's very embryonic you know i i have some like things kind of floating in my peripheral vision but the focus really like has been on learning how to play the songs on this record for the tours that yeah. are coming. You know, it's just, it's, kind of, you kind of said something similar to me when we, so we would have spoken in November of 2016, I think. And you're saying you went into the studio January, 2017. Yeah. So you were pretty, and, but at the time when I was like, what's coming up? You're like, uh, I don't really know. I got nothing. Well, they're improvised <laughs> records. Right. They are. That's true. You didn't know. You didn't know it. And and I think maybe I was actually asking you maybe conceptually because you just, whenever someone makes a, anything to do with a movie, I always assume there's going to be a sequel. I Maybe I'll do a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got some embryonic plans at the moment. And yeah, they're not even plans. I just, oh. you know, it's kind of like, you know, do you, ever, do you like to cook? I love cooking. So I don't know about if this happens to you, but for me, I like to cook. And, but sort of when you get inspired to cook, it's like you can kind of smell it and taste it before you even know yes, what it is true. you're going to cook. Yeah. You have a visceral you, you kind, just of kind of anticipation. Get like a, oh, I want that. And then you sort of realize what it is. It's more on that level. Okay. It's like, uh, there's some smells and some tastes that I'm winding my way towards, but they, uh, there's no meal or form or, 
plan. There's no plan. Okay. No. And you've got a lot of touring coming up? I've got a fair amount of touring coming up, yeah. so I guess that's the plan. And where is it mostly in? Well, so I'm so I'm in Toronto. We're in Toronto today. <laughs> today. That's where we are. We're at the Transac. You're heading to Montreal tomorrow. It's Montreal tomorrow and yeah. then down the East Coast uh, for the next few weeks and then back across the country, the U.S. Um, and then I have a little West Coast run, U.S., and then Europe in September and then blah, blah. Okay. And are you excited to get to anywhere in particular? I just, I, I don't actually know. I know you, I, you're, you're kind of a West Coast person. I do. I am West Coast born and bred. West Coast, best coast. <laughs> <laughs> like you got the California thing. You, you live in Portland. Like, yeah. do you like other parts of the country? Like, I you... love, I love the Midwest and yeah. I love the South. I am. I'm not always feeling that comfortable in the Northeast, to be perfectly honest. In the Northeast? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Of the continent. Why yeah. is that? I don't know. You tell me. It's different cultures. The Northeast is different. What? Yeah. What are you? Which, which parts of the Northeast are you specifically referring I'm to? Not gonna, I'm you don't want to say. Talk trash just, on no, places. No, that's true. That's true. No, <laughs> I'm I about just, to go there. <laughs> I, I mean, does this count as the Northeast? I don't think so. I no. feel this is a little bit more Upper Midwesty. Okay. To me. Okay. I just. What I do think, you think? Well, I think of myself as I was. I've saying. I was saying this to a Vancouver person recently, uh, a Vancouver guest, that I think of myself as a very East Coast person. I have trouble with the West. Mm. When I've been to Vancouver, like I just don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. there um, on some level. I, I like it well enough, but I just, there's something about it. I don't know what it is. Like I feel like maybe it's the weather, the climate. I have no idea. It's just a vibe. Are you talking about a vibe or just an actual way people are? Like what do you mean? I don't know. I can't separate. You can't separate. Okay. Yeah. You're just not, you're not, okay. But okay. I don't know why you flipped it to the negative. I'm saying, what are you looking forward to see? Wait a oh, minute. you said the Midwest. Yeah, the I, Midwest. I, I you did. I made it negative. I, I don't think I was the one that did that. <laughs> I apologize. Okay, so you're going to go to the Midwest, and that'll be great. Mm, I think I just came from the Midwest. No, you I'm going to go down the East Coast, right? And then I'll go like back. Yeah, I'll do a little bit of the Midwest. I'm going to be in the South. It's it's kind of like. You know, the entire U.S. and Western Europe is on the docket okay. at this point. Yeah. yeah. The, one of the reasons I asked with the America stuff is just because it's a different, every part of the country is different, yeah. like we're in terms of what we were talking about politically as yeah. well. Yeah. Totally. So I just wondered if, and I know you talked about this the last time, like you sometimes you are playing for an audience and they don't get what you're even saying. It's like, true. Like they don't seem to get, they just love the show. Yeah. They don't see the political yeah. kind of yeah. overtones. They just, whatever, they don't. And people, you know, I'm happy to meet people where they're at. Yeah. I don't, I don't need, you know, I don't need everyone in my audience to agree with me. Yeah. I don't need to agree with everyone in my audience. I don't need them to like catch every reference or, you know, it's, yeah. that's not, you know. <laughs> well, I, you know, I always appreciate speaking with you and I like that you're open-minded and but also resolute. Like, it's great. I, I, I'm just happy you came back here. Yeah, thank you. It's yeah. really nice to have another conversation with you. I was looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, good, so. good. Is there a song from Cloud Corner we can go out on? Like, is there something you can choose for us to play? Let me look at the track Yeah, list. you should look I at it. I don't even know what's on this record anymore. <laughs> I can't remember either. It's new. Um, it's so it's new. It's new. Let's, you know, I would say go out on Lift. Lift? Yeah. Okay. It's the last song, and it's, a, it's Lift in... The sense of physics, like the force that causes something to rise off the ground. Okay. And, oh, uh, the only other thing I forgot to mention, besides the song, 
It's on Thrill Jockey. That's great. That's great. Yeah. You're on a great label. Yeah, so far so good. I've been enjoying that. <laughs> so yeah. it's thrilljockey.com for more information, probably. 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 That's, it's the internet, yeah. Thrill Jockey. Yeah. Okay. All right, this is Lift uh, by Marisa Anderson from the uh, record Cloud Corner. Marisa, thank you so much for being back on the show. Thank you, Vish. It's nice it to have you. a pleasure. Okay.
Thanks once again to Marisa Anderson for making time to be on this, the 405th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available on all iOS and Android platforms and also Spotify and YouTube and Audio Boom too. If you can't find an episode that you're looking for or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my regularly scheduled newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Vish Creative, or follow me at Vishkana. You can also listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time around the world at CFRU.ca or on an actual radio at 93.3 FM if you're in or near Guelph. Also, please consider visiting patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation keep this podcast going and for your efforts for your generosity i can send you a a t-shirt i still have some t-shirts left uh for the show so if you'd like some i can send you one and if you'd like something else send me a note on patreon we'll work something out thanks again to the in-kind sponsors of this show pizza trocadero the bookshelf and planet bean coffee in guelph granddad's donuts in hamilton and planet of sound who have locations in toronto and ottawa Thanks to Jim Guthrie for letting me use the instrumental version of The Rest is Yet to Come. To end this show each week, visit jimguthrie.org for more information about him and his work. And thanks again, finally, to you for listening to this program, reviewing it, rating it positively, downloading episodes of the show, and spreading the word about it to all of your friends. All of them. All of your friends. It means a great deal. And while I have you, I urge you to check out episode 296 of this show for the first time Marisa Anderson was on because uh, we had a very lovely chat, an extended chat about her background. So if, if you're just hearing about her for the first time and you want to learn more about her and where she came from, what she's about, if, you, if, you, if this piqued your interest, again, episode 296 of this show is a good place to start. And also check out her music online, Marisa Anderson. Unbelievable. Thank you, Marisa. All right, that's all I have to say. I will talk to you soon. Goodbye for now.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.